0: Start a Sports Bet Bet with Mates group today. With equal buy in and even
1: share out, it's the easiest way to group bet. Get on the Sports Bet app now. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. It's your biggest sports show on Saturday morning. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey Montagna, Jay Z Clark, and Fox Footy's Kath Flockman as they talk all things sport and tackle the big topics.
2: Do you put anything on your face when you go to Derby Day? Like do you put a little tinted moisturiser. Tinted moisturiser. I get compared that's
1: true enough as it is. <laughs> this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
2: Yes. Good morning, and welcome back. Lee Montagna, he is fresh from Fiji and he is looking fine. Welcome back, Joey.
3: Morning Kath, morning Jay-Z. Hello, Rosie. Nice Hi. to have you in.
2: Sorry, I didn't really say hello to Jay no. <laughs> no. I said straight to Joey. Well,
3: welcoming everyone. No, it's nice to be back. Had a little freshen up in Fiji. We'll touch on it a little bit later, but uh He's
2: looking good, isn't he, Jay-Z? He's he got the tan.
3: Well the Italian in me comes out. I do get mm. coloured pretty easily, so I have got a bit of a tan, but uh yeah, it was it was a nice break. Nice to get out. Fiji's a beautiful spot. We you a, been had a lovely stay. Never stayed before. Jay-Z, you could have given me the heads up that when you've got uh, two youngsters, it's not quite as relaxing as the the holidays <laughs> used to be. It was uh, pretty Tricky. Foreign.
1: Tricky, tricky uh, yeah. holiday time. But, uh, mate, it you look nice. good. You look nice and refreshed. We got good feedback on the show last week. Oh, how oh, was yeah.
3: P- oh, it? Was, how was, how was Pendles? How was it? Oh, how was the show? I didn't hear it. Sorry, over in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go?
2: No one was listening in Fiji. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, tune that's in. rare. Usually they always tune in. <laughs> um, yeah, was he was
3: good. He was
2: good. It yep. wasn't he? I mean, he is natural. Yep. How did you feel being the third wheel between the, the bromance <laughs> with Pendles? <laughs> yeah. And how were you? Were you okay? Yeah, I, I came in. You and just I just gave Pendles it? a big hug, and Jay Z was giving me the eyes. Your hands off.
4: No, oh, but he was great. He was, very,
2: um, yep. he was very, and it was the day after, or day or two after Brett Ratton's sacking. So it was pretty yep. interesting getting Pendle's thoughts. Yes, him.
1: he thought they blinked a bit. He's a big fan of Ross, but he thought the footy club uh, blinked a little blinked a little bit. Why did you? Why did they need to re-sign him? We discussed this on the Sunday, Rub. I'm sure we'll get to a bit later what's happening at the Saints there, Joey. But why did they need to re-sign Brett Ratton when no one was banging down the door? It was a mistake they conceded. But I tell you what, he's diabolically wet outside. Oh. Again, isn't it? You have a look at the- Oh, um, it's
3: gross. There is no sport for anybody today. No. no golf, no cricket. No. Hopefully the races. But yes. So do just,
1: you
2: know what? Yeah, go on.
1: I was going to say, with, with the track today, Joey, you're, you're our mm. track expert, right? You, you know, you want to be nowhere near the rail today for the Cox Plate, one of the biggest days in Australian racing today,
3: right? You yep. want to be no- It's going to be a heavy 10. They'll be fanning all across the track. They'll be six, seven, eight 8 wide, yep. and they'll give everyone a chance. So, but we'll chat to Emma Friedman too. We'll get her. She's the expert. And Animo's
1: the favorite. Yeah. It, does it swim? Is it a yeah, swim? Yes, it can
3: handle
1: the wet. Okay, let's yeah. absolutely. I wonder
2: what the weather's like in Sydney as well, because Australia begin their mm. T20 World Cup campaign tonight. And we've got Brad Haddon coming up, which I'm really intrigued to ask him about. Cameron Green coming in for the um, injured Josh Inglis. It means Australia doesn't have a backup keeper. What does he think on that? We're mm. going to get to that shortly. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joe Jane Cath. The 2022 Ladbroke's Cox plate is live and free on Channel 7 from midday. Today, one woman who is front and centre of the Channel 7 coverage and a former dead set legend, always
4: a dead set legend though, is Emma Friedman and she joins us. Em, good morning. Hello, team, from a very wet and soggy Moonee Valley. Uh, And, yes, Kath, I'm glad to say that once you're a dead set legend, you're always a dead set (laughs) legend. I'd be very sad to relinquish that title.
3: You're in the Hall of Fame, Emma, as a dead set legend. (laughs) Hey, a lot of people are going to be in front of the TV today watching the races. Moonee Valley, what are we going to expect? Because, first of all, just talk us through what happened last night, the controversy with the Manicato getting called off because of the weather and sort of a bit of an update on where it's all at today.
4: Yeah, Joey, an absolute disaster for the meeting last night. So just before race six on the program, lightning started to um, belt down on the area. So they made the call that they would scrap every other race on the program but run the manicado earlier. So get it out of the way. What happened then was when they were getting horses out on the track for the manicado, the lightning started up again. So as soon as that happened, there's a rule in racing, you can't race within 30 minutes of lightning or storm activity so they immediately made the decision to call off the meeting to abandon it, but then the call had to be made as to where the manicardo would fix now After a lot of discussion with trainers and jockeys and stewards they did decide to tack it on the back end of today So we've got 11 race program finishing with the Manicado, the group one Manicado, at 625 this evening um, that's all good and well i we're going to get through the program there's a lot of rain around at the moment obviously it is due to clear at about lunchtime. the surface we're currently at a soft six it will go to a seven i have no doubt about that but listening to the track manager this morning they are actually expecting possibly an upgrade later on in the afternoon because we've got those hot and humid conditions in melbourne at the moment so fingers crossed we get through the program we get through the cox plate we get through the manicardo if you're a racing van today, I guess you're just excited because you've got two Group 1s here at Moonee Valley instead of the 1.
3: Oh, yeah, it's a big day of punting, Jay-Z, a long day too. So looking forward to plenty of good races. Just hopefully that track uh, holds up. And in the big one, so $5 million up for grabs, M, in the Ladbrokes
1: Cox Plate. It's race number nine. So what is the, what does the weather and the track mean for the the race? So Animo's uh, the favourite. Zaki's there as well, handles um, the wet. How do you see this race playing out? And who does the softer track favour do? Do you think
4: the problem later in the day, Jay, is what's going to be happening on the rail. Mm. So the rail is going to cut up because of the amount of traffic in the previous seven, eight races and because of the rain as well. So they're going to be getting off the rail at this point in the day. Most of these horses handle the wet conditions and we're not talking Sydney heavy. We're talking, you know, a, a decent six or seven at this point in the day. I'm hoping from four, Animo gets that lovely jump, finds a posse, one off the rail, two back, and just can settle in there and go for home. He's the star class horse of the field. He's undefeated as a four-year-old. An immense um, prospect at start as a stallion. I think he's the superstar of the spring. I think he deserves this Cox Plate, but you're right. There are other competitors in this race that make it a really interesting affair. Of course, Zaki. He's a star he missed out last year because he was scratched race day morning because of an elevated temperature. He's out for redemption, gold trip, second in the Caulfield Cup last weekend. He's in some rare form at the moment. And then there's an international called El Bodegon which you would have heard of. He's the tiny 430 kilo horse. That is small in horse terms. Most of these guys are 550 up to 600 in some cases. He's the tiny nimble European horse with form around the arc. And the French Derby. So he's the unknown. He's definitely an X factor in the race to be ridden by Damien Oliver, who we know knows how to ride a winner in a Cox plate. An amazing addition of the race. Really happy with how the field has shaped up. And there's a few trainers out there today and jockeys looking. For their first group one gay i mean for their first cox plate gays never won a cox plate she would absolutely love to get one Mm. the hayes boys ben and jd their dad has won a couple their grandfather cs he won three they are looking to do that with mr brightside someone like james mcdonald 71 group ones to his name never won a cox plate so any which way you look today i think you know they say it's the the race where legends are made and mm. I think history and legends will be made today. Oh, it's
1: going to be a big story no matter uh, what. And you are one of the country's uh, top tipsters. And I think Joey's going to get uh, look for some value in a second, but just quickly on alligator blood. So it was a bit, there's some controversy here. It was a bit lame in one of its front legs. Um, is it, def- it's definitely running. Is it sore? Is it right to go? Is it fit? What's the story?
4: At the time of publication, Jay, yes, he is running. Yep. Um, listening to the stable yesterday, they were very confused as to why the racing Victoria stewards um, decided to vet and have queries over the horse because they didn't think he was lame at all. So I'm going to speak to Adrian Bott as soon as he lands from Sydney this morning and try and get the full story as to what happened with Alligator Blood during the week. Controversy follows this horse like nothing <laughs> yes. else. There's always there's always talking points with Alligator Blood, and this is just another one of them, but I will catch up with Adrian. I mean, the bottom line is he's been cleared to run. He'll take to the field um, this afternoon. He'll be the front rudder. He'll set the tempo. He'll go at hard, I imagine, and try and burn off the rest of them. Um Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's just one of those it's one of those years. Of course it's a cox guys, where we have the controversy of a um, one of the contenders possibly being scratched a couple of days ago because of due to lameness, allegedly. And then the issues with the manicado yep. over the program. Today. Always something
3: it's just crazy. Always. <laughs> so, hey, Em, we could chat to you all day. We know you've got to get, get going, but just can you give us one or two others for the day? You've sort of got a couple of your your best bets on the card that we can maybe follow.
4: Yeah, let me just go through my form right here. Um, race two, I like a horse called Wolflands. Yep. Uh, number ten uh, for Julian Welsh with Carlene Heffel on board. That's a massive vote of confidence in her to get the ride on a big race day like today. I think you'll be able to get decent price. <laughs> A place for him um, you know I against the likes of Ashford Street and Sartorial Splendour Esther La Rocca but I think he's a chance of, of running in the top three um, and then we move through I've just got my notes here on my lap um, guys because we I can't even stand outside it's so wet um, in the Phillies race Greece she's a fairly certain thing as well as Everglades so that's race for um, numbers 10 and 12 they will be short though um, and then in the um, Phillies Classic, which is the Group 2 over the mile, Race 5, I'm going to have something each way on Bonner as well for Trent, Bussard and Natalie Young. I think Starianne is probably the, the form runner in the field. She's still a maiden and she's looking to get that first win on the board. But I do like the form of... Um, Bonner, and then moving into the Crystal Mile. Well, unfortunately, we've had the scratching of Tuvalu this morning, so that race is now a wide open affair and some each way money on military expert.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. You can see the boys right
4: now, Em. They're <laughs> making
2: notes, they're looking very concentrated. They're happy, they're ready to go. Hey, Em, we'll let you go. Appreciate your time. Um, stay try to stay dry out there.
4: No chance of that, cat going to come back very, very soggy. Um, but we love it. We love it. It's great racing. It's a great day out here. And as yep. you said, all the action from 11 a.m. on Channel 7. 11 a.m.
3: Hopefully that uh, spray tan doesn't just run too much by the end of the oh, day.
4: No, 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 no. Still rocking the original Fiji tan. No fake on me today. Ah, oh. beautiful.
2: Ah. Very so good. have got a little Fiji tan around here. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Isn't she a legend? You've, you've got the real Fiji tan on too. She's a star. Yeah. How mm. we haven't spoken to Joey about St Kilda since Brett Ratten was sacked because you were obviously in Fiji last week. What did you think when you heard the news? Well, I
3: was shocked. I, I was like everyone. I was just with Bill in uh, in Fiji, and we saw the the um, whether well, it was a tweet first, I think that came through that said Brett Ratten had been sacked. Caught me by surprise. I had no idea that the the club were considering it. Um, I sort of understand where they're coming from, having some some conversations and knowing Andrew Bassett, he, he's an impatient president. He wants to win a flag. He, he wants success. He doesn't want the club just to be okay. And I think they've found through the back end of the season um, and the review that they've done that the club at the moment is just everything about them is, is okay. And the coach, Brett Ratten can coach. He, he's, a, he's a good coach, but good coach, a list that's, you know, good wasn't going to take them where they wanted to get to. They they want to. They they're in a hurry. They want to get back up to the top of the ladder and try and win that second flag. Particularly next year being the 150th year of the football club. I think it's a bit of a realization for everyone that uh, that they that the club need to win another flag. So they've made a, a really risky, hard call, and time will
2: tell whether it pays off and it's the right one. How big of a job is it for the for the coach coming in? Because you just mentioned the list. Big big job in regards to what?
3: Trying to win a flag?
2: Trying that, to get back into that, yeah. That's hard. Contention. That's going to be hard,
3: yes. But you've got to start somewhere. And I think that they decide, and, I feel, and we're going to say it's going to be Ross Lyon that's going to be, be coach. He's going to change the culture of that place. Because I think the feeling since Ross left with Scott Waters, Alan Richardson, Brett Ratten is maybe just that, that ruthlessness that you need, that hard edge, the high accountability that, that maybe the great teams all sort of have. Um, the club have have probably maybe lacked a little bit of. So I think that's why they think that Ross Lyon can bring that back. And then from there, you can keep the players that are going to be on the right trajectory, weed out the ones that maybe aren't going to fit that and, and build the club towards that second premiership and at least get in the top four and, and be in that window to give yourselves a chance. So, I think that's what Ross's task will be over the next couple of years. I just wonder oh, there is a little bit of a red flag. You said 150th um, year next
1: year. Just in terms of that list, like I, I wonder, I wonder what St Kilda's internal view of their list is because I know Jeff Walsh has been um, brought in and and he wouldn't muck around. I think he'd be pretty blunt about it. I hope the St Kilda board isn't thinking they've got a top four list. Like I don't think that Ross can come in and necessarily work miracles. Like you talk about their A grade talent, right? Who is it? We know Jack Steele's a star. Right, we know Max King is a, is becoming a very good player. Like I like Nasir Malir, but I still think there's big holes on that list. I don't think this is going to be an overnight job for St Kilda.
3: Yeah, spot on. And I was more and I, we've spoken. I've been more critical of the list than probably the coach. That yeah. that's where I yeah. that was my angle. I probably thought the list needed more of a shake up than the coaching department. But they've chosen that path. And I still think there will be some fallout with the list. Obviously, not now the list is done. But in regards to going forward, so I think they feel. Ross Lyon will be able to get more out of Jade Gresham and more out of Hunter Clark and, yep. and get more out of Brad Caulfield. Hill yep. and Caulfield. So I think we can probably think or that see that's what Ross will bring. Mm. It's still right. You're getting in more talent. But yep. whether it's now going back to the draft and getting in some younger talent, yep. building a culture, then building a core, and then get there. They're not going to do it in a hurry. They're not going to win a flag in the next year or two, I don't think. And I don't think that's the realistic expectation. No. But it's changing the culture first, yep. the mindset, and then getting the right players to fit that to build. I think what he's
1: going to do, Ross, is bring consistency in the brand. Like I would go to St Kilda games sometimes just wondering what on earth they were going to show. Yep. I'd be asking you to tell me again, Joey, how, how do they want to play again? Because I, I found it really hard to identify week to week, to be honest. So I think he will build a consistent brand. I think he'll develop belief in players. He's a guy who has a presence and you want to perform and you want to play for him. So I think he'll bring the standards up. There's no doubt. About that, but as was, there's a, a story in the Herald Sun today, will we see the same Ross? Will it be the previous St Kilda Fremantle Ross? Or will be will we see someone who's maybe gonna collaborate a little bit more, maybe delegate a little bit more? Like I think this time out of the game would have given him a lot of time to reflect on so his own coaching style. Three long years been? he's been four. out. Yeah.
3: 29 teams last yeah. year. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So I think, I think there will be, I think he will have evolved in his style because everyone talks about these hard ass disciplinarian. Yeah. I think where there will be, um, well, the, the, the as the story said today, the Triple M Ross that we that we have seen, and you know that that we see in the commentary box, I think we're going to see more of a personable character. Because previously, I'd go to the press conferences, you see his eyes start darting around, and you'd have to sort of put the flak jacket yeah. on because he was but coming yeah, hard at yeah. you. Now there he'll is, be
2: looking at you with a smile and going, yeah. <laughs> "Question, Jay There, there Z? has out, been
3: outsmarting <laughs> me in a flash. Following <laughs> a lot of the social media commentary and those things, there are sort of seem to be a lot of myths or perceptions about Ross that it's almost like, well, that's just how he is, but it's like any great leader or any, they evolve. You you sort of learn. So even the way that he coached at Fremantle by the end was completely different to how he coached St. Kilda. Mm. I was lucky enough to sit in the box at Fremantle and he delegated to his assistants and he sat back and took a bit more of a mentorship role. So he's got that ability and no doubt he's going to change his game plan with the way the games change. I mean, he was, We've spat with him all year, Jay. He was as big on the man-on-the-mark rule and what that's done for the game yes. as anyone. Yeah, So he knows that you've got smart. to change the way. He's a smart coach, so yeah. he'll adapt. He'll have a different game style, but he'll still bring the same – um, pillars that undermine his style. And it's going to be defend first, mm. a consistent effort, high accountability, which all the great teams are. They all can have to defend and, and yeah. win games of footy doing well, it that way.
2: Well, the two words is St. Kilda Borden, all that have been saying is we're lacking ruthlessness and we're lacking relevance. Yeah, And uh, he bring that. the Ross line yeah. appointment yeah. certainly brings that, doesn't not, it? Not about that. Um, let's hope he lasts longer than Liz Truss, 44 days. I, I think we need to discuss this. Well, we're going
3: to go into politics on yeah, the show. we are
2: going to go into Jeez. politics. In terms of appointments, jobs, maybe positions, whatever, that haven't lasted as long as you thought they were going to last. Okay. All right, have a little that's a little food for thought during the break. This is Triple M's Deadset Legends with Joey Jane Kath.
5: The Dead Set
2: Legends, Triple M. Gents, some of the big news this week, Liz Truss. Did we read much about this? I didn't. Did no, you see that Alice Kath?
3: Who is Liz Truss? First of all, all the... for some people listening. For our <laughs> listeners, don't
2: presume. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, British PM. Yep. And she basically announced this mini budget of tax cuts, which sent the markets crashing and and, and whatnot. So 44 days into her reign, she resigns yep. as Prime Minister. Yeah. There have been some brutal memes about it, but it is a massive shock. Leads me to thinking what have been some of the appointments or, or even, Jay-Z, big stories you've covered where someone has just Quickly rose to power and, well, I mean the Essendon. Yeah. Probably
3: yeah. takes the cake. Well, I was gonna say yeah. where we had an example
1: yeah. of that. <laughs> they are
2: handing out twenty four hour contracts
1: to CEOs, the bombers. Did you know that? That's what they, <laughs> yes. they one day that's hard, that's hard to take the cake. And what's the go with the lettuce? They're all about the lettuce. So they're saying <laughs> yeah. that, Rosie, you know this? What well, is the lettuce last longer than the PM stint or what's Yeah, the story? it was a
4: newspaper and they had a YouTube channel and they said which will last longer, the sixty P lettuce. Yeah. They're just off the shelf or yep. Liz yep. Truss and the lettuce survived. The lettuce survived. Yeah. <laughs> well done, little lettuce. <laughs>
1: Uh, well done. What about you, uh, Kath? What What have you sort of? What's not what? lasted for
2: you? Oh, not lasted for me. I'll tell oh, you, you what didn't last. Spot, I'll yeah.
3: tell you what didn't last for me. I went to uh, when I was in Fiji. Yes. I went to a water park. Right. Yes. So we went to well, it's a beautiful <laughs> water park. I'm changing tack because. Talk about not lasting. I did not last long in the water park because I'm slightly claustrophobic. God. Right? So, one of the water slides, you know, the water slides that are enclosed. It, yeah. What's your biggest fear if you go down one oh, of those as water in slides? The fully enclosed. The fully yeah, enclosed. Yeah, ones. I'm not
2: about them either. Right. They are too. You get too, a bit
3: scared yeah. in the water. But what's the biggest fear? So, <laughs>
2: were you going down with Noah or something? No,
3: I went down on my own. <laughs> did
2: you get <laughs> Why stuck? Did you go down I got, I got no, stuck. No, you didn't. No, you I, got stuck. Stuck.
3: <laughs> I got stuck halfway down it, man. <laughs> what sh- do you mean you got stuck? Well, the water wasn't going fast enough, and because I was on one of those blue, it sort of got stuck. And my heart dead set jumped out of my chest. Yes. I've never so been. What did you do? I had to quickly use my hands to start paddling <laughs> to get some momentum again to go back down it. Uh, and I got out of there in a hurry, and that was it for me. My experience of the water park. I like, would have
2: loved to have seen your face when you got. I down. got out.
3: You think I've got a bit of a tan? Erin said I looked white. She goes, I got out of there and I looked crook as. So that was my stint at about one minute at the water park. That is straight out of a Simpsons episode. Oh, that is you were home Scary, scary. It it scary. getting <laughs> stuck. Wait, in why, a why water did you
2: site? go down if you weren't going down with Noah? Why did you go on it in the first place? Fun.
3: well they're fun we're at the water We're at the water park with the kids well, yeah. go now it. you know
2: you've got this Costophobic fear. Yeah, I thought
3: because one of the um one of our friends went down first, and she said, no, nah, it's fine." You go down. And I said, "There's no little areas where you might get stuck." And she said, "No." Yeah. And then I went down, and I uh, oh, got a bit stuck on Did one. Of
2: Bill the go down too. Yeah.
3: No, Bill didn't go down.
2: Yeah. No, he definitely
3: no. would have got
1: stuck. Yeah. Hey, speaking of timing, last uh, Saturday I went and had a uh, bit of a uh, session with some of my high school mates. You know, you can catch up with your mates, yeah. for twenty years you tell all the same stories you've had fifty yeah. times, and you are still you laugh. put a bit
2: more tax on it. Yeah. yeah,
1: all that. It was absolutely brilliant. But I ju- I had to. To catch the last, not train, it was a bus replacement. So I caught the bus back to Melbourne. Now Geelong to Melbourne, pretty much well one road, isn't it? Pretty Joey? straight. Yeah, it's pretty one, much one road. Might take about an hour and 15 minutes yeah, or, or yeah. thereabouts. So I fell asleep, right? It, the journey took two and a half hours. <gasps> the bus driver somehow got lost. Rosie, how do you get lost driving mm. from Geelong to Melbourne. like Literally no one has ever got lost except for the bus driver. <laughs> oh, my God. So I fell, I fell asleep and then woke up, and we were seriously – and I've driven to between Geelong and Melbourne a thousand times. We were in some part of Victoria, which I have never seen before, and there was almost a ride on the bus because this dude was just taking – like I thought Sorry, it was going to yep. be like a horror movie. We how, just...
2: how do you get lost doing that right? And also – Google Maps. You, it's like when people give each other directions these days. Oh, if you just go straight on that and you take a left hand. Da, 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 yeah. Everyone has an iPhone, don't they? Yeah. Everyone yeah. has Google Maps. Yeah. Just yeah. put it in Google Maps. Go straight, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a way is where you get to long to Melbourne. It took two and a half hours. Oh,
1: boy. I got off the bus and what What honestly just ha- happened there. It's but, an early give me a spell. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. It was yeah. um, extraordinary. So what? an hour and 15 trip took me two and a half hours. And that's what you're after at 1 a.m. on a, on a Saturday night. <laughs> after an absolute <laughs> That's where you want to be. Drink responsibly, so yeah. that was a...
3: Yeah. What about the train? No, so train was too late and then Uber, you didn't want Uber it. Well, the trains were down, down. so we're in the, we're in the bus. Oh. That's always good. So, yeah, that was a colourful ride
1: home. You mm. know
2: what? You're here. You're alive. You're well. It's mm. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joe Jankath.
1: Triple
5: M's Dead Set Legends.
3: The Dead Set Legends. Put that in the book Saturday scoreboard. A little bit of other sport happening all around Australia
2: at the moment. Do you know that- I did Saturday scoreboard last oh, week? Oh, did you? Yes. How'd you go? Well, we had so many callers call in, be like, that was the most entertaining Saturday scoreboard <laughs> of the year. Hey, you want to take over again? <laughs> no, back to you.
3: A, um, <laughs> AFLW, the Adelaide Crows defeated the Cats only by two points. Geelong have been the most improved team of the competition by far. This year, 30 to 28, the Crows just got the job done. The Gold Coast took care of the Blues pretty comfortably by about uh, four and a half goals. Carlton struggling a bit this season. Today, Collingwood play North Melbourne. Sydney have Frio and West Coast, the Bulldogs, and Hawthorne take on the Brisbane Lions. Some NBL. Mm. It's been a really good start to the NBL. It's been uh, a lot of people tuning in, going to the games, which is great. Great game last night. Sydney Kings and the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, Adelaide defeated the Kings by four points. After a bit of a slow start, Adelaide lost their first game. They've hit a bit of form. Craig Randall, who was the one that went over to America and lit it up against the Phoenix Suns, mm. he had a, a strong game as well. And the Phoenix take on the winless Brisbane Bullets tonight. That's our Melbourne South East Phoenix. The Brisbane Bullets, of course, have got Aaron Baines and Nathan Sobey. Really even season. So at the moment, it's hard to pick a winner in that. The Rugby League World Cup is going on as well. The Aussies demolished Scotland overnight. 84-0 in Coventry. Josh Addo Carr with the four tries. Nathan Cleary, he had 28 points. And it was Australia's 14th straight win at the World Cup, so that's equaling their own record. You think that would continue? It's
1: almost mercy rule stuff when you get to sort of like, know. you know 60, 70 yeah, up. When you're
3: doing those nil. in World Cups, so yeah, it feels bad, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, you talk about sacking of Brett Rattenwell Well, in the EPL, they are ruthless. Uh, former English captain Stephen Gerrard has been sacked as manager of Aston Villa just an hour after his team lost three nip to uh, three zip to Fulham, and a bit of shield cricket. You see our boy Peter Hanskim. You know, he's my cousin,
2: yeah. Kath. I yeah. did know that. Yeah, 280 not out.
3: 280 not out. He made 100 the previous uh, Shield game. So Back that, in
2: Australia selection Well, there's just some talk that
3: if if they need a, a, some, someone through the middle order, if someone gets injured, maybe Peter Hanskin might get a call-up. And Matt Renshaw, as well, who's played some Cricket of Australia, he made a double ton for Queensland. And just some T20 news. We will chat to Brad Haddon uh, in the second hour. We're looking forward to that. But the West Indies have been knocked out after losing yeah. to Ireland. So that's disappointing for the West Indies. But Zimbabwe, Sri Lanka, and the Netherlands have made it through
2: to the next round. Those like, qualifying games are really entertaining. Some of been, been good. It's I've been watched the build-up to the actual tournament. Yep. And in
1: terms of the local cricket, Melbourne, Geelong, etc., uh, regional, they, I don't know how many games they would have actually got in so far this season. Like, it feels like it's been a washout. Yeah. Just be- about every Saturday, or certainly with the week, the uh, rain throughout the week, and then today you're not playing on that. So no, Victoria meant to
3: take
2: on WA today
3: in one-day cup. That's not going to happen. Nope. happen. happen. Although, Although, at the moment there's no rain, just starting to, to clear up. So hopefully. Heavy, hasn't it? Hasn't it? been, this, but so it's very, very wet A
1: lot of local cricketers would have spent a lot of Saturdays playing cards, I feel, the yep. last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. yep.
2: yep. Hey, we've got Rusty joining us next. I want to ask him about, did you see Dan Ricardo? Hmm. There's some talk. Uh, arriving in Texas? Yes, on the horse. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> arriving on the horse. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> but there is some talk too.
1: And, Kath, Kath, I forgot to ask you, Joe. Have you seen – do you follow the NBA this week? Yes. The Lakers are in all sorts of trouble. Russell Westbrook went zero from 11 or something like that. They're trying to trade him clearly, but they can't. No one will take him. And Ben Simmons' start at the Brooklyn Nets. was
3: shocking. Kyrie Irving was shocking. Four points. Yeah. The Lakers are going really ordinary. I know uh, that's a big fan of them. Scotty Penderbury, isn't he? But the Lakers – like LeBron came out after the first game and said, yeah, we know. We can't shoot. We're, We're a team that can't shoot. Trouble. But we're going to have to try and find a way. And I feel like the Nets are not going that much better.
2: Hey, Lemo's just walked in. He's going to be joining us next hour. This is Triple M's Ted Set Legends with Joe Janker.
1: Rusty's
5: Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes.
6: Put your foot down with confidence.
2: Good morning, Rusty. Hey, the F1s are in Texas. Are you there?
6: Uh, no, I'm in South <laughs> Australia, but I wish I was in Texas. <laughs> Me Dan too. Ricardo made quite an entrance on that horse. <laughs> Didn't <to> he?
2: <laughs> um, is there maybe a lifeline to keep Dan Ricardo on the grid next year?
6: Uh, you'd like to think so. So Gunter Steiner, who runs the Haas team, has evidently said, um, hey, I'm happy to take a call from Dan if he wants to make it. They're obviously a mid-pack outfit at the moment, and there's some talk about whether Mick Schumacher would stay uh, with them. Um, and at the same time, Romain Grosjean, who was involved in that big fireball crash a couple of years ago in the Middle East, who's now gone off to run an IndyCar, he's t- uh, talked on social media today about Dan being a perfect driver for IndyCar. So, loves the American way. Would he consider a switch
1: to IndyCar? Um, At the moment, he says his focus is still on Formula One, though. Just on that, um, Rusty, Dan would be a huge get for Haas. They would be all over him, surely. It's just maybe Dan thinking, well, do I want to be in a car that's going to finish 18th, 19th every week? But they should be all out for him, right?
6: Interesting play. Like, it's, it's, uh, well, it's up to him to call us. So, I mean, I would have thought they'd be chasing him because you'd be a huge asset for them in a marketing sense, yeah. from a car development sense. Um, they're trying to move up the grid and they've got some better backers for next year. I, to me, it's a no-brainer, but I guess it's just a question of, of money and haggling over that. And obviously, if he gets a bit of dough there, by the sounds of it, that comes off the, the, uh, the payment for sitting on the sidelines effectively from McLaren next year.
3: Hey, changing sports, Rusty. What about Alex Marquez? He must have almost been lynched trying to get off Phillip Island after taking out Jack Miller last week. Can't believe that.
6: Don't, don't you reckon it would have been like a hoodie and sneaking off the island <laughs> more or less? I mean, um, he just got in there way too hot. He's got – Alex has got a penalty for this weekend's race, understandably, in Malaysia. Jack's a bit bruised, um, and that's affected his pace, um, understandably, there in, um, in Malaysia. So, um, yeah unbelievable that it happened at what is now known as Miller
1: Corner. I can't
6: believe it. So anyhow.
1: And next weekend, uh, Rusty, supercars getting ready to rock the Gold Coast. What's the talk about this lining up along the F1 rounds here in Australia?
6: I'd love to know your thoughts on this. So they floated, supercars has floated just loosely the idea that, hey, you know, we wouldn't mind... Uh, maybe uh, partnering up with Singapore and being a support act at the Singapore oh, yeah. Grand Prix could yeah. do the same thing uh, in Austin, Texas, where they are this weekend. And I mean, they're they're no stranger to going to Asia or or America. Um, Formula so, One's on a roll at the moment with Drive to Survive. Would would they want that? Would they want a um a, a supercar support act joining them? Do they need that?
1: Not a bad idea. Sounds expensive though. Yeah, I mean,
6: uh, you know. They would sound incredible around Singapore. I reckon that would be a huge thing. They've already got NASCAR, though, and the, you'd have to ask whether the broadcasters would see it as a good fit from a time slot point of view. So, But mm. um, to have those two things together, just like they do at Albert Park, big thing, pretty mm. cool.
2: Yeah, it is pretty epic, isn't it? Hey, Rusty, appreciate your time. We'll chat next week.
6: Have a lovely weekend. See you all. Thanks, mate. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your
5: foot down with confidence. The Dead Set Legends.
2: Frivoland. tell you it looks like he's got a bit of tinted moisturizer on right now Joey, you are have- Fresh from Fiji with a nice glow about you. Welcome back.
3: Thank you, Kath. Feeling good. Nice to be back here. A bit cold and wet here. All the rain anyway, but um, no, it's nice. Nice. Yeah.
2: It's nice to have him back. Scott
3: Pendlebury did a fabulous
1: job yeah. last
2: week, but right. it's nice to have the original back. Great
1: it? to have uh, the great man back. Hey, yeah, uh, I think it's time for Pick One. Time to ask you a tricky uh, question. I what think do we've... you
2: got to do now that it's not footy season? Do you still keep Pick One as footy? Yeah. Or are you going to change it up? People,
1: people love the football all year round. Okay. Haven't you seen the Herald Sun lately? We just keep going with, with, their, with their footy. <laughs> Joey, who do you think, and we're just recapping a little bit on the trade period, and uh, we might touch on the um, Hawks a little bit later, but um, who do you think will have a better year, or is the better prospect? Sam Wiedemann or Josh Shackey? So these are the two. So boy, Sa- boy. <laughs> Sammy Wiedemann goes to Essendon, Josh Shackey goes as the uh, third banana, fourth banana, something like that at uh, Melbourne. Which of those two key forwards do you think can really pop out of the ground and have a you know, productive year for their uh, new sides next that's year. That's a good one. You know, They've, because we talked a lot about the big bananas, the, the Jacksons, the Grundys. Yeah. I like to dig deeper in the hay bale sometimes to find a real hard one. So yeah. what do you think? Who would you be putting your chips on? Shaki uh, or Weedleman?
3: That's a good one. you got to remember, once, once you've been in the system six, seven, eight years, mm. you, you sort of – you are what you are – as a player, and, the, and everyone's trying to use Sam Wiedemann, comparing it to Peter Wright, but mm-hmm. Peter Wright in his second year, like his numbers in his second and kicked third years, yeah, yeah, were like at sort of you know above average. So he had that level that he already got to. Yes, he had a, a dip and then got back to it at Essendon. Yeah. Sam Wiedemann hasn't shown that for seven years. Yeah. He, he's had one good game, I think he kicked three and mm-hmm. had twenty odd in a, in a yeah. final where he sort of popped up, but he hasn't been able to yeah. do it consistently. But if you were
1: a glass half full man,
3: <laughs> I'm you? going Josh Shacky at Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I think Shaky can have more of an will kick more goals at Melbourne yeah. than. Widom and Will at Essendon. Push up yeah. on the wing. Yeah. Yeah, and Shaky a bit more versatile I can play across halfback as well. Okay. You were very balling. happy
2: with that pick, one. Weren't that you? was a good one. That yeah. was a tr- that was. A- he knew Look at it him. was a good one. He had this smirk like, oh yeah. I'm and he gave it me no today,
3: warning. <laughs> no warning on that. one. Hey,
2: get on the Sportsbet <laughs> app today and start a bet with mates group. It's the easiest way to group bet, set an equal buy, and share the link. And the balance is shared equally at any strugglers, even after betting has started. It is perfect for your punters club without all the hassle. Bet with mates. Thanks to Sportsbet, and please remember to gamble responsibly. We've got our bet with mates, Kath, Jay
3: Z, yes. I reckon
2: we should add yeah. too. Two hours. Yes. Why don't we add Limo? Oh,
3: oh, can I could either pick one
1: for Lemo too coming up. I'm gonna ask him who's gonna have the better year next year, Tom Mitchell or Jay Gromira? Or well, I want to two. ask which one's gonna hurt
3: watching him <laughs> yes. dominate at which their one's other going club. Sting <laughs> more.
2: Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Yes. That's coming up next with Lemo or Gunston
3: as well, maybe Gunston.
5: Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
2: Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey, Jay, and Kath, and now Limo Hello Limo <laughs> in. In. <laughs> <to be> <laughs> <Yes>. Hello Limo, <laughs> how,
5: how are well you? Get excited people I'm I'm great, I've got some breaking news for you guys Oh, you hit me it? Yeah, it's Essendon never <laughs> announced their new CEO Have you
2: heard?
5: <laughs> Just this morning, oh. former British Prime Minister Liz Truss oh. She <laughs> is taking the helm at Essendon <laughs> Uh, they looked at her performance over there and thought, she is perfect.
2: And then, <laughs> and then who will be CEO tomorrow? Yes. <laughs>
5: we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think it should be reality TV show. Who wants to be a CEO at Essendon?
2: Poor well, Liz. That would be it, tough, wouldn't it?
5: She's had a shocker. Yeah. She's had, she's had a shocker. Hey, uh, big week, though, for sponsorship in sport, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, free, the Fremantle Dockers have uh, ended their associationship with uh, Woodside Petroleum. Because yeah. they said, well, they've said no. It's all over. Because Woodside Petroleum, they don't align right with the uh, with the morals and the ethics of the Fremantle Football Club. Mm. So they said it's all over. Mm. And then Essendon said, "We'll have them.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Send them over this way." <laughs> uh, and then yeah. the Australian Cricket Team, yeah. Alinta Energy, mm-hmm. they said mm-hmm. their carbon footprint's too big. Yep, we don't want to be associated with them anymore. Mm. The Australian Diamonds, they said Hancock Petroleum, yeah. Lang Hancock. Said something racist in 1984. And I initially laughed at that and thought, well, that's ridiculous, 1984. And then I went and had a look at what Lang said. Wow. It makes Pauline Hansen sound like a refugee loving hippie, (laughs) what he said back then. It is toe curling. Uh, So I get it that they would. You know, sport, you know what they need to do? Mm. I'm telling you guys, Mm. sport, they need to stick to areas where there are no issues. Yes. Right? Like gambling, alcohol, and fast food. <laughs> That's That's right. Tobacco. Yeah. Tobacco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's get it. Things back that ready. are
2: good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right. Health. <laughs> I, well, I, right.
5: I remember the footy record. Remember the footy record? My dad used to go to the grand final. each He'd bring me home the footy record. There was a smoking ad on every second page. Mm. Wow. It's a miracle that anyone didn't smoke as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> back then, all your heroes were having a dart on every second page. Hey, uh. Now, did you have a question for me about Hawthorne? Oh, yeah. What did you yeah. want to oh. yes.
1: Who do you think is going to have the better year away from the Hawks? In mm. Jaeger O'Meara is now at uh, Freya. Yep. And uh, Collingwood's Tom Mitchell. Who's going to, Who are you going to be most nervous about? Can <sighs> I
3: look? throw in I'm Gunston as well? I want to throw in Gunston too. I reckon, Jack, yeah, I've got, got,
1: got a feeling Jack Gunston's going to have a massive
5: year. Do you? Yeah. I really do. I reckon that'll he'll get reinvigorated. Yep. Up 40, up 40 Brisbane. Goals, 40 goals.
3: Playing another prelim.
5: Yeah. Yes. Well, that Brisbane are actually looking all right, aren't they? Yeah,
3: Yeah.
2: for next year. Who else did they get? Yeah, Dunkley. Could
5: uh, could be waiting. Could be having a flag up there. I think Collingwood are going to have a good year. Tom Mitchell was a going to be very good for them next year, I reckon.
3: And Jay J.Gromere will be pretty handy. And Jay will oh, replace yeah. David Mundy, just yeah. come in the midfield. And what about Joey's form
1: over here? So he like basically does all this stuff for Fremantle. I'm like his little journo, mate. Oh, anything going on, Joey? No, nah, nah, mm. jo- no, Joey, no, nah, nah, nothing, mm. Jay-Z. Nick, Nick Minnett, Minute, and Fremantle,
3: you're <laughs> a vault. Keep, yeah, I'm a vault, absolutely. You've got to keep those things confidential at Fremantle. All you, yeah, you guys did enough digging, could have found right. out. So
5: how long before the last day of the draft did you know about... Did jo- you know about Jay Graham? No, that
3: only—that's. I think it's been reported, and it bobbed up sort of on the weekend, the midway through the mm. midway through yeah. that he had to have a think about whether I think Giants was an option, Fremantle, or whether he wanted to stay mm. at the Hawks. So come up pretty quick.
5: No, but we're happy at Hawthorne to hand out champion players to other clubs. Much yeah. like the coaches, we're happy to hand those out. <laughs> yes, out of our, probably Help our, them out. our greatest ever. I mean, Isaac Smith. It was he's one of Norm Smith's. Yes. a <laughs> long, of all people this year. Our greatest ever though, mm. Gary Ablett Senior. Yeah, yeah that was good one. Wasn't that, that wasn't a bad palm off to the Geelong Footy Club there. Okay. i a say. thousand goals.
1: Yeah. Lima, have you noticed that Joey's brought in his little special juice? Now, he's gone you... away on holiday, went to Fiji, got a tan, and yeah, he's brought in a his a little juice special juice. What do you yeah. got over there, Joey?
3: little green streak juice, gonna Wait, do a little cleanse.
1: Are you
2: actually doing a cleanse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was having a laugh, but you are. I'm gonna do a cleanse. So it means he
1: doesn't eat for a week, he just drinks juice.
3: Right, what? so what's,
2: uh, a can
5: a
3: you
2: week?
5: hold it up for me? What's in this?
3: Just this has got, um, this one's. Celery, Kale. cucumber, lemon, mint, ginger, right there. In your oh, wheelhouse, cat. I could yeah, not right. think
2: of anything worse. Oh, <laughs> oh. A juice cleanse. So you're not going to eat anything Just, for a week? Yeah,
3: I'll try. But <laughs> you, you know what I love about this?
5: It's about it's about 200 mil. How much you pay for that?
3: Uh, yeah, bit.
2: <laughs> <Yeah, yes. laughs> <laughs> the not cheap. The crucial th- part about this is. Is Aaron doing it too? No,
3: no. Erin doesn't need to. No.
2: Oh, well then she, you're no chance. And that's of doing why Easter I'm struggling. There's
3: junk food in our cupboard everywhere?
1: Yeah. Joey needs to drop mm. five before the spring racing carnival really kicks off. But I tell you, what's a really worrying slogan on the back of this bottle. Yes. Mantra: I am worthy. It says. Oh God. If you sit there and oh, repeat get, that to yourself? I don't Joey. read
3: the inspirational quotes? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> have you done a juice cleanse before? Yeah, I've done it a few times. Oh, Does yeah. yeah. it feel Last good? a week? Yeah, you feel great after it. Just really? cleanse the system, yeah, yeah, feel high. good, lose a few kilos mm-hmm. and feel really good all coming right. into the warmer weather. Mm-hmm. And so it only, makes- only costs you a thousand bucks a bottle. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Not far> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> plug him again, Green Street juice. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I, I was <laughs> getting freebies like, now. No, right, no, I see. Not
5: at all. Yeah. Hey, uh, quick one for you before I go. Have you been following chess, the world of chess? Yes, I have. Have you been following? Did you see what happened this week? Remind me. So there's a dude, Hans Neiman, right, who's the controversial star at the moment. They reckon he's a cheat. Yeah. He was playing a game. The other player leant across the chessboard, grabbed his king, snapped its head off, and put it back. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Decapitated his king. Hey. That's real Game of Thrones stuff. That's suspension. Well, in the world of chess, that's like Bruns Matthews. That's the (laughs) level. That's at. Right there. But this Hans Neiman, he's the guy who was accused of cheating. Mm. Using, you know, this story. Oh, I'm not saying it. I'm with the it. anal beads. Mm. What do you mean? They said, I'll tell you exactly explain what they me. said. He used wireless signals to anal beads to help him, <laughs> to tell him what moves to make. That's sort of vibrate. Which is
3: how he beat Magnus Carlsen. Hang on, so explain. Someone else was... So up. he had the beads, yeah. And someone else was pulling it, and, and a little... someone else was oh. watching the game, sending
5: messages. And they were sending. Oh, someone else was pulling <laughs> it. So you were saying there's a string coming out the back of his pants?
2: <laughs> I was trying to work it out.
5: They would buzz or something. No, they would buzz. Someone remotely oh. was sending little signals like Morse code. Wait,
2: how did they figure that out?
5: Telling so, him what? Because he yeah. beat Magnus Carlsen.
2: Yeah, but how... and
5: he had a massive smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> This needs to be investigated. No one has this much fun playing chess. Good chat, (laughs) Lemo. Yeah, so I tried it myself. Uh, (laughs) Didn't help my chess game. (laughs) Mind you, I wasn't even playing at the time.
2: (laughs) Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joe Jacob. Triple M's Dead Set Legends hey, guys, I've always loved Magic Round in the NRL. Mm. Pumped to see something similar in the AFL. I think it'll be awesome. So we'll explain. So what is yeah. Magic Round? Let's explain so it. It's so it's all nine games in the one yeah. city. It's a festival of footy in yeah. that city yeah. for one weekend. Yeah.
1: So Sydney versus Adelaide at the moment. You think Sydney would get it. There has been a bit of momentum for Adelaide this week. But the thing is with the nine games, obviously, you need two venues. You can't play it all oh, at, at the SCG. Yeah. So maybe the infrastructure there puts um, Sydney ahead, although Adelaide are Definitely coming hard for it, but it's an extra round, Joey. So, right. So now where teams play 22 games across 23 rounds, so they would play 23 games across 24 Has rounds. Has this all been ticked off by the AFL Players Association? I think discussions are ongoing, and I think the players get a bit of cash. I think there's a bit of a boost for wow. the soft caps. So Why, right.
2: Why do they make it an extra round? Why not just replace one of the which is existing rounds?
1: Boost the value of the broadcast deal, in a sense. Right. It's yeah. extra yep. uh, money. So, I mean... I don't mind it, a bit of a novelty, you know, it's sort of, you can, whether it's Sydney or Adelaide, you can you know drum up a bit of buzz about the game and do things a little bit differently maybe in terms of the media etc so be a bit of a festival in whatever the state help grow the game
3: and this has probably been some of the the benefit i suppose of the covid situation. That, that these things are now i think players and clubs are a bit more open-minded to it yep. i think a few years ago everyone would have quickly shot it down and but now i think what everyone's been through with hubs and experiences yes. like that and understanding you can still perform really well and yep. it's all fair that um i, I like the concept so it's gonna yep. be an extra round so there'll be 23 games yes of footy next year which one
2: would you? Be most likely to go to as a punter if it was in Adelaide or Sydney? No, Sydney. Sydney. I'd love Why? A, well, I would love a weekend in Sydney. It's yeah. just a it's a better better town. I, I
1: feel yeah. like the but city. Agreed. Coogee so, Bay Hotel is one of the best pubs in Australia. Yeah. I'd be like cover a game on the Saturday yeah. and then Sunday session the Coogee Bay Hotel. Yeah. No, there'd be games Saturday, all day Sunday. You'd have to oh, work but we Sunday. Share, we'd
3: share them around. Share, <laughs> we'd
2: share, we'd share, we'd sort of... Make sure
1: you get the Saturday games. Yeah. So that, yeah. that'd be nice.
2: The early game on Saturday.
1: Um, a bit of fixture news, uh, Joey. So Hawthorne will be celebrating its uh, 40-year premiership reunion of the 1983 Grand Final. They smashed the Bombers. So Hawthorne want to play Essendon, in round one next year to get a bit of uh pizzazz. Yep. It's going to be a tough, I'm interested in your thoughts on Hawthorne because after, after moving on Tommy Mitchell and Jago Mira, they've cut hard and maybe they've got one eye on the new Tasmanian team coming in and some compromised drafting that's going to happen in the next couple of years. So they needed to make a big move there. And we talked about this probably 12 months ago because they didn't get rid of those guys. Now they kept Mitchell and Jago Mira, who's gone to your club in Fremantle. So you had a good look at that. How do you think the Hawks are going to go next year? Because I'm wondering, when you think North Melbourne would be down the bottom of the ladder, Hawthorne could be thereabouts. Have they done the right thing or not from a list management perspective?
3: Um, Yeah, I think they they have because those players aren't going to be in the next premiership team, let's be honest. So the question is, and as we've seen with previous calls like this, whether there's enough leadership there to make sure that the new young players get led the right way. So if you remember when Melbourne did it and they got rid of James McDonald and Bruce and Green, I think, and then the young players came through and they didn't have leadership to learn from. So they struggled and it it took them 10 years until the Gorns and the Vineys and those guys were the ones that could set the foundation. So as long as there's enough leadership that these younger players learn the right way to go about it, which I'm going to bank on Sam Mitchell and that football club. And they still got a little bit there with Luke Bruce and maybe a couple of others that can still, you know, guide them. They're going to struggle next year. Yep. They're, they're, they're important players, even just for, for role players. They tried to move them out of the midfield, but Gunson's important. Those other two are as well. So yeah, they're going to be a bottom four team, probably bottom four, it's bottom six. Big, isn't it coming in as that rebuild coach? Yes. Yeah, but not many of them survive. Not many. David Sam King's Mitchell. been big on this. Not many of those yeah. coaches survive the rebuild because it's going to be at least a four-year process. Yeah. So is the club going to be patient with Sam Mitchell? In another three, four years, that they're still down the bottom and and sticks with them, or do they then turn over and get a new
1: coach? You look
2: at a Matthew Nix as well, like yeah. Similar pressure starting to come if they don't. I, keep l- going. I like yeah. Sammy.
3: Um,
1: I'm chipsy. I'm buying yeah. stock in uh, Sam Mitchell. I think the internal view at Hawthorne is that their midfield operated just as well, if not better, with John Newcomb, with Will Day, with Dylan Moore, as opposed to and some. And give
3: Warple some more opportunities. Yeah,
1: well, he needs a big yeah. year. He probably played a little bit heavy last year, so he might be a bit lighter. So we'll see those kids get the chance. But from a Jago Amir perspective, you obviously watched him uh, closely. So get Luke Jackson over at the Dockers there. Feels like there's a big premiership uh, push on at uh, the Dockers. What do you think Jago Amir brings? Because they got Angus, uh, Angus Andrew Brayshaw, yeah, but probably that midfield could have you know, needed another cog and you've got that.
3: Especially with Mundy retiring, you know, Fife probably going to play more forward as he gets older and and can be really focal down there. I just think that Jago Romero, we watched a lot of his vision. He's probably underrated still how well he's going. I think everyone's just got this perception that his knee's no good and he's old, but he's still 28. He'll turn 29 early next year. Runs two ways. He's played, I think we looked at 38 of the last 44 games. Like he hasn't missed any games with injury really. So he's, his body's quite sound. It's funny, those
2: reputations people just have over players. Yeah. Like, oh, he's he's injured. He's mm. always yeah. still
3: got a, he's still got his speed. He, he can run all day. He's a strong bull. Like I think he's going to be a great addition to that free man yeah. midfield and
2: great character.
3: Yeah,
1: terrific boy. Yeah. help
2: those young guns enormously.
3: I don't think there's any
1: doubt that the Cats won the trade period. You went to Fiji after a but what they did to get Jack Bowes, pick seven, Tanner Brown, and Oli Ollie Henry as well, who they're open to playing sort of a bit more defensively, maybe up on the wing to play, give him those. You know, to use his showcase his athleticism with Tazzy coming in and having the oldest that that, that oldest list. I thought that it that was a magnificent trade period for Andrew Mackey and, yeah. and his yeah. crew. Like that, this is. I think this is a really worrying sign for the rest of the competition yeah. because they haven't had the, the access to the top picks. They've gone bang and just got four of them. I think this is for the you know could help set the cats up. And I know Selwood and um, Hawkins and Dangerfield will eventually move on. But this is a big win for them for their next five years.
2: Yeah. Well, should not Chris Scott just sitting there? They've done a well. I mean, they, they do use that go
3: home factor really well. I mean, Tanner Bruin and Ollie Henry are both Geelong boys. Yeah. The Jack Bowes one, he could have chosen anywhere. They get yeah. pick seven because he chose Geelong. It's they, the culture, isn't that's it? That's right. Of course, it is. they, yeah. they it's a it's an Stability. environment that players want to go to. Yeah. yeah. if you're winning too, everyone wants to go to teams that win.
2: Yeah. Hey, let's hope Australia win the T20 World Cup. Their campaign starts tonight against New Zealand. We're going to talk to Brad Haddon next. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey Cath. Hey, Australia begin their T20 World Cup title defence tonight at a sold-out SCG against their trans-Tasman rivals New Zealand. There's been no shortage of selection, speculation and injury drama ahead of this World Cup. One man who's across it all is our next guest. He's played, he coaches, he commentates. What doesn't he do? Brad Haddon, good morning. Cat, how are you going? Good, thanks. Hey, let's start with the um, news that Cameron Green is in the squad for the injured Josh Inglis. Your thoughts on Australia not having a backup keeper? Yeah,
0: on the surface it, it might look like a worry, but if I'm personally honest, Cat, I don't think it'll it'll make a difference. If Matthew Wade goes down, at least we've got keepers playing state cricket uh, around the country. You've got Carey, you've got Phillippe, you've got McDermott. So... I think it's actually not a bad selection because otherwise they'll be in the squad, that they'll be doing nothing and all of a sudden an injury will come and they'll be called in with no cricket behind them. So 2015, were the same. We had one keeper and I think green just makes our squad stronger.
3: New Zealand tonight. Brad, what's the weather? First of all, in Sydney, because we have plenty of rain here in Melbourne. What's it looking like? We're going to get a game?
0: Yeah, I hope so. It's a, it's a bit overcast and windy, but fingers crossed um, we, we get a game. It's a great way to start the tournament, Australia-New Zealand last year's final, but I just don't think New Zealand believe that they can be just over here. So that's one
1: thing I think that they can take into this game, but oh, I can't wait for it to start. And it's going to be all eyes on our Trent Bolt and Aaron Finch, isn't it? Finch, he hasn't come in in sort of, you know, he's been a bit up and down, of course. It's his farewell tour, uh, I think. Is Trent Bolt in his, in his head? In, and how does the Australian captain approach it, Hadza?
0: Yeah, 100%. He'd be in his head. But i would say the way I'd approach it. Trent Bolt will bowl a couple of overs up front at most. I'd be walking out. I'd be tapping David Warner on the butt and saying, listen, get ready to run because the best way for me to face Bolt is at the other end. So <laughs> you, you take Bolt and I'll take the wrists off the other bowlers. And, and that's the way you work in a partnership. Finchy's come into a bit of form of late, which is really good signs, but he knows what's coming. He knows they're going straight at his front pad get your bat in the way and get to that
3: other end as quick as you can then take the rest of the game on. That was my motto when I played, Jay-Z. If someone was too quick at one end, I just quickly got down the other. Hey, had Australia, so we are the favourites. Rightly so, you think this is ours to lose. I know there's India and England are going to be strong competition, but really we're in as good a place as any to go back-to-back with this World Cup.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I actually think we're in a better place than, than we won it last time in, in the UAE. I think we've got a really rounded squad. Um, I like the style of game that, that we're going in. We're going in with all-out attack. We're going to walk into the fire, take the game on. And, and that's the way you've got to um, play to, to win a World Cup. But there's a number of teams I think can compete with us in the final. England, obviously really good. Pakistan are, are one of those teams that you just don't know what you're going to get. But the, the, I don't, can't believe I'm saying this, um, especially come a finals, but I think South Africa could play a huge role in this. I think they suit the wickets well. Uh, I should
1: wash my mouth out with soap knowing <laughs> how they play in World Cups, but I think they can play a role at the back end. And Glenn Maxwell, he he looms yeah. as the the trump card, but it, it you can rise and fail on the back of Glenn Maxwell. What what's your what's your view on him? Do you feel he's going to be a hero or the flop? You never know what he can what he can sort of produce. We know he's a match winner. Um, what sort of um, competition do you think you'll have?
0: I think he'll be a hero. The one thing with Maxi and the style of game that he plays, you, you don't worry about form leading in here. He'll come out, he'll play a high-risk game, which you want in this, this sort of tournament, and, and he'll win us a couple of games on, on the way through. So I'm not too worried about Maxwell's form because it it, it is inconsistent, um, but that's the style of game he plays. If he goes off, you win the game, and that's the players you want in a World Cup.
2: What about Steve Smith? Hads, what's your mm. thoughts on, on whether you, you, he's in Australia's best 11 or not?
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll play tonight, Kath, but I think he'll play a role through, throughout the tournament. Um, I think as the tournament goes on, you play bigger grounds like the MCG um, and in the Eastern States with the wicket turning a bit. I think he'll come in and play a role. Um, and, and that's how you win a World Cup. You, you don't win a World Cup with just 11 players. You, you win it with a squad mentality. So I see Steve Smith playing a role throughout the tournament.
2: And finally, how's the podcast going with Mark Howard, mm-hmm. the new podcast on Listener, Willow Talk? <laughs>
0: it's been good fun. Um, we, we've uh, found a couple of cult heroes in Timmy Pringle in the in the Netherlands. It's mm. been good to watch, actually, the the tournament leading in. You yeah. see the passion um, that these guys play with. Like Even to see Ryan Campbell's Netherlands team go through to the next round yep. after what Cambo's been through over yep. the last 12 months. It, yep. It's just really exciting. And if you watch it close, they've got smiles on their face the, the whole time. So it, it's just uh, been a great
2: leading. Yeah, good scenes for Ireland as well in in Hobart the other night too. Well, you can catch all the latest cricket news from the T20 World Cup with Mark Howard and Brad Haddon on Willow Talk, available on Listener. Hads, appreciate your time and go Australia tonight. Yeah, anytime. Stay safe. (laughs) Thanks, Hads. Thanks, Hads. It's going to be huge, isn't it? Sold out SCG tonight for Australia, New Zealand. Sold out MCG tomorrow for India v. Pakistan. That's probably going to be louder and more yeah. electric than an AFL grand final, what we see at the June Ho- tomorrow.
1: Hopefully the rain stays away because, as you said, the atmosphere and rivalry yeah. you know, like will be something set. special. Let's not nah. jinx it yeah.
2: for tomorrow. Are we rain? the, the favourites though?
1: Yeah. yeah, we are. But yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like, I've got, no, a, I've got no, a question no, marks over. concern,
2: which I didn't raise with Hads, but we heard Finchy talk in Canberra the other week about how you know, there is a bit of fatigue or whatnot that we want the guys to be peaking at the end of the tournament. not the So you just wonder where they're at right now. They'll be fine. Their game's
3: pretty short and sharp. They've got enough time in between games. They are the red-hot favorite because they're not relying on any one player. That's the difference with some teams like England are relying on Joss Butler and a few others. Australia, if it's not, if it's not Maxwell, it'd be Marsh. If it's not Marsh, it'd be someone else. He's emerged in the last 12 months. They've got a nice balance. Everything, they tick every box with Zampa, the
1: spinner as well. I love Green in to be honest. So, uh, Aaron Finch, and we love Finchie, is Trent Bolt's bunny. Yep. Did you have anyone? Were you, were you anyone's bunny? Or was yeah. anyone your bunny? Yeah. Daniel, Joey?
3: Daniel Jackson used to play for Richmond.
1: Remember yeah. Daniel Jackson? Yeah, up. he
3: used to tag me. To, yeah, he was my bunny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joe, J Cap.
1: Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
2: Hey, Jay-Z, have we got a big story breaking in the tennis world right now? We
1: certainly have, Kath. This is uh, breaking literally as we speak, but former world number one Simona Halep Says she will fight until the end to prove she did not knowingly take a prohibited Ooh. substance after she was when? provisionally suspended for doping is the big story the Herald Sun website. So it goes on to say a sample that Halib provided during the US Open in August tested positive for roxadustat the International Tennis uh, Integrity Agency said. So it contains um, the production or stimulates, sorry, Roxala stimulates the production of red blood cells and is used to treat uh, anemia and kidney problems. So um, she's described it as the biggest shock of her life.
3: Can I ask you, when you first hear that, is your first thought, yep, they've been caught, or first thought, maybe accidentally taken something and unfortunately that's the laws and you unfortunately accidentally take a prohibitive substance, and you're going to get suspended. Where did, not Simona in particular, but yep. just generally when you hear these sort I of stories, where's depends, your first
2: thought? Depends on the sport. So yeah. in this instance with tennis, I'm thinking, oh, maybe she's stuffed up here and taken something that she He's shouldn't banned. have. What's your yeah. first? You're um, a bit more
3: skeptical. <laughs> I thought you were more
1: skeptical. I reckon doping surely happens so much more in world sport than we than we think. Like we heard it all about tennis. Uh, sorry, not tennis, about cycling, cycling for a long time. And then sure enough.
2: See, cycling, I, my- Mine goes straight there. I agree. I yeah, think there are cool. some
3: sport, weightlifting, or maybe yeah, some sports yeah. where you yeah. go right. You, you definitely would. Others, you know, it's like it's,
1: this don't know. will be a right. massive, massive story. Yeah. Is
2: uh, she's no longer with uh, Darren Cahill? Not sure. Australian coach. No, mm. I think they've split. Um, wow! Yeah, big news. Hey, we had Emma Friedman on yes. earlier. She gave us a few tips. What are they? A big
3: Cox Plate day today. Big day of racing. And a lot of people are going to be inside or at pubs this afternoon with a, a bit of rain around. So we're just going to recap a few of Emma's tips because she is very good to us, Jay Z mm-hmm. and. What we like about Emma's tips, he doesn't give us the two dollar favorites. No. She loves to give mm. a bit of value for the punters. Yeah. So all those like Josh will... Gibson, he gave us a scratched horse. So yeah, yeah. That, was... <laughs> that was tricky. So those <laughs> that are listening, these are Emma's tips, and then I'll just give one or two a moment. Because the other week we tipped, we said all the um, the godolphin cool. horses. We said we're going to yes. have a good day, and about five of them won. Blue and they, white in the blue white. So she likes race two, number ten, wooflands, at about ten dollars. Uh, Race 4, number 10 as well, Everglade, at about the $6. Should be about $5 or $6. Race 5, number 4, Bonheur, at about the $7.50 here in the paper. Race 6, number 9, Military Experts. Uh, they are her tips. And in the, the Cox play, I think she was a big fan of Animo. I think we all are. We'd yep. love to see Animo. What do you think? I think Animo should win. The, the, the threat is this uh, international horse, this Al Bogadon, that they do think mm. is pretty special. The so, tiny thing? Yeah, the tiny horse. Yeah. Bit of talent. So uh, looking forward to it. But in just in the race 11. So there is an extra race today. So the Manicado Stakes, the group one sprint race that was meant to be last night is going to be tacked on to the end of today. So it'll be race 11. Who are we on? Uh We like 11-11 in race 11. There's a bit of an omen. Ooh. And I used to wear number 11. Legs 11. Hey. Legs 11. Uh, just a good value as well. So 11-11 um, in the Manicato, So Where are
2: you going to watch? What are you doing today? I've got
3: the kids today. I think Erin's going out this afternoon. So I've got the kids at home. So beautiful. They can play at in home. the playroom mm. and I'll have the TV on. No, we'll have a nice day at home. What about you? Yep. You are going to go out? Yeah, I'm going to go to
2: a pub, I think. Got to try and find a pub. Which, one? which, yeah, one for which one's your favourite? In Melbourne. Pub. Just for a rainy day I'm watching an, the race. I'm an emerald.
3: The emerald in South Melbourne, yeah, Clarence Street. That is a good place to watch the races. Yeah,
1: London Tavern. Uh don't mind that in Richmond. Mm. Um yeah. I've got my mate's beer launched tonight. They're launching a new beer called Traveller. Low elk. Uh low um, low low elk, low calorie. I think it's three point five percent uh alcohol. So looking forward to getting right around traveler. You still owe me twelve beers I from do. our beer yeah. bets so I'll,
3: I'll take twelve of those. Those well low travelers. alcohol travellers. After my juice cleanse, Kath, I'll yep. do the 12 uh, low alcohol, yep, and low and cleanse. just
2: undo all your good work. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're low calories, aren't they? Just yes, so they are. Low, low calories. I'll take good name. I like it. Traveller. Triple M, Dead Set Legends with Joe, Jane, Kath.
1: The Dead Set Legends. Triple M.
2: Kath, we just had a breaking news story in the yep. tennis world. We've got another yep. one, but and in Nepal.
1: This is big in our backyard. So Hancock prospecting and Roy Hill there is a statement going up on their website saying they regrettably withdraw their netball support so that wow off the top of my head I think how that was a that? 15 million dollar <gasps> deal to support Netball Australia and to Netball's keep them afloat struggling. really to keep Netball Australia afloat I don't think we understand how much this really needs a financial support Shut obviously up. there've been some issues with the uh, logo and um, you know some tension between Netball Australia and some, some players and some criticism this week well Hancock Prospecting have um, withdrawn the sponsorship and some money. I think they're going to provide some short-term support, the sort of statement goes on to say. But this is oh, a big God. blow to Netball Australia. And I just wonder, Joey, like a... to the I, like? there have been a um, and Kath, excuse me – players have been very critical of Netball Australia. And I just wonder mm. whether this is a wake-up call for the players because if they literally want the code in the game to fall mm. over, mm. then it's almost at that point. Right, so there's been a lot of criticism uh, from the players and some of the biggest names in Netball Australia. I just wonder whether it's time for them to actually help be part of the solution and support yep. to help actually Netball Australia keep afloat. I mean, there was a l- the criticism about the grand in the, the grand finals, finals and super shot. Like yeah.
3: honestly, a game is they need. The, I think these look. The, the feels like the netballs need to open their eyes and have a yes. bigger picture for the game, rather than just worrying about their own. Yes, their own situations, and they, I think they need to. Yeah, they need to have a good, hard look at themselves. I agree. It, yeah, this is. It's also, but it was this was always worrying. the concern, the worry? So, yeah. and it's it's a deeper issue, isn't it, in regards to you know standing up for for morals with regards to sponsors and supporting the game and those things. Where do you start and stop? We joked about it with Lima earlier. Yeah. I mean. There are some things you, you do need to stand up for, but some, sometimes there's a bigger thing at play. Where, do they,
1: where are they going to get another $15 million yeah. from? Mm. Like, obviously, yeah, that is a, it's a lot of money for a game which is uh, battling, mm. and that is another big story um, well, for Australians. That sport. makes you worry for
2: netball. It does. Uh, time for give me a spell.
3: The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Hey, the Bureau of Meteorology, did you yeah. see this during the week? They paid a company to basically try and rebrand themselves, and they didn't want to be called the Bomb anymore. Right. They wanted <laughs> oh. to be known as the Bureau. Oh, I don't know because- The
2: Bomb's sent. a bit more friendly. I mean, well, I know it's Bomb, but it's a bit more friendly than the Bureau, I just Bureau, isn't think it?
3: sometimes, talk about wasting money. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They paid to actually have someone look into it for them. They wanted to be called the Bureau, not the Bomb. You don't get to choose your nicknames. Nah, Give nah. me a spell. You, you get called whatever we call but you. But if yeah, you could, Joey, what would you roll with? Me? <laughs> yes. If I could make, make nickname yeah. myself, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Monty? No, I'll, I don't mind Joey. I could have oh, been called a lot worse, could. so I'll stay with Joey.
1: Joey's so a mine.
2: great nickname. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We, everyone loves it, Joey. You've got
1: to hey, give me
2: a spell. Yeah,
3: I've got to give you a spell. The
1: bus driver. I mentioned this before. It was an express service from um, Geelong to Melbourne. <laughs> Certainly was like took us inland or places in Victoria I've never been before, <laughs> and it was meant to be a uh, yeah, express service. Took one hour. Ended up taking two and a half hours. Give me a spell. Bus driver. We sort of gave him that feedback at the time. It must be said. Yeah.
2: Mike, Give me a spell. Is a cafe I will not name, but mm. I've been going there for orange carrot and ginger juice. I I tend to get that when I'm a little bit unwell, mm-hmm. and I say load up on the ginger because I don't put enough ginger in it yeah. next time. Can you just oh, just go heavy on the ginger, would you? Like ginger. just just go, you know? Like I'm spelling it out. Like put that ginger in my juice, and I still. Oh my! Um, yes, and I'm going to stop my <laughs> yeah. right
3: ginger. Play this one yes. instead, Rosie. <laughs>
2: you Dead Set Legend
3: Triple
1: M's Dead Set Legend of the Week
5: We've been there for it all 4 and 20, Australia's original
1: fan food Mate, you are a legend Joey, that has to be the teaser for next
2: episode, it?
3: We have to back over that.
1: Oh, I think I just
2: you. want to die. Ah, <laughs>
3: some more ginger and cat's juice, please, for anyone yeah. out there. I, um, the, uh, during the week, the most marketable athletes of 2022 yes. came out. Our dead set legend of the week, our very own Sam Kerr. Yes. Where do you think she'd rank in the top 50 for the most marketable athletes, not female, just athletes in the world? She'd have to be top 10, wouldn't she? She's top number. In the world. In the world. She's number nine in the world. Oh. Surrounded by Tom Brady at 10, Virat Kohli at 7, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. And she, she's above people like Steph Curry, Max Verstappen, wow. uh, Rory wow. McIlroy. She is an absolute superstar. We don't understand how big she is. She's the face of Nike. Mm. She's got ComBank, some other big endorsements as well. But she just came third in the Ballon d'Or again uh, in the, the World Game. So Samantha Kerr, she's absolutely killing it. So she gets our dead set legend of the week.
2: What a gun. What hey, a gun. Great to have you back. Great to be back. Good see you next week after your juice cleanse. Cup yes. week next week. Yeah.
3: Yep. Melbourne Cup.
2: Melbourne oh, Cup. I are on the Saturday. Cup week. I cup thought week. it was Melbourne like cup this, week this, this, the next it. phase of the juice cleanse was mm. Cup week or yeah. something. Are you yeah, trying no, to squeeze
3: into a suit? I don't go to the races anymore. Okay. No. Why not? I just like watching them at home yeah, and having yeah, a beer. And, true. Yeah, coverage past yeah. all that.
2: Enjoy your Saturdays. It's been Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey and Kath.
1: Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another Saturday. Yeah. So uh, well done, Joey. hard work's being rewarded. Just
3: some of my best work.
1: Start a Sports Bet Bet with Mates group today. With equal buy in and even share out, it's the easiest way to group bet. Get on the Sports Bet app now. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Joey Montagna, Jay Z Clark, and Fox Footy's Kath Locknin. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Here you go for it, <laughs>
3: We'll be back next week. Make sure you do a little bit of training. Keep yourself in good shape. Don't come back too fat. (laughs) That was always my little one.